The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. You'll find out what happened to Frankenstein and other stuff that never happened. Freaking nerds. The Boogie Monster. Podcasting the unknown. This is Coast to Coast. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by AdamandEveStamps.com. Do you need a dildo mailed into your asshole? Check out AdamandEveStamps.com because you can get a fucking, <laughs> hey, what, oh, you got a lonely dick? Put some stamps.com on it and mail it into Adam and Eve and we'll, uh, We'll fucking we'll put we'll put something on that dick. Well, this is a very special episode, Dave. Why is it special? Because <laughs> we got into the gentleman pack. I'm a gentleman. I'm, I would expect myself to behave more regally. What with all the gentleman Jack we've drank. <laughs> oh man. Well, we made the great decision. I, I I'm so buzzed. I uh, just took a piss. I flushed, exited the bathroom. I didn't wash my hands. And uh, four seconds later, I was like, "Oh wow, did I flush?" And I doubled back. And it's a great story, Dave. <laughs> hey, hey, listen. Hey. All right. You know. Okay. Huh. Same. Okay. Full disclosure. Uh-huh. Same night we recorded last week. Yep. But we decided to drink drinks mm-hmm. and watch Mirage Man. Mm-hmm. Once I found out, figured out my Amazon Prime Video P mm-hmm. number. Yeah. And we did. And now we're here. And we both agreed it's a good idea to record a podcast. Right? Why not? That's what we do. These ones are always the big hits. <laughs> <laughs> I should have checked the levels. All right. <clears throat> well, all right. Let's act like uh, let's say no. Hey, let's act like it's, let's get our shit together. Speaking of booze, speaking of witches, and happy hour, Kyle. Yeah, you want to talk about let's let's talk about foodstuffs. Did you know I had three pickles? That's all I've eaten today. Three pickles and two an egg and cheese McMuffin. No meat. Eight fifty. Fuck, kiss my dick hole, McDonald's. It's more expensive to get meat. Less, not. It's cheaper to get meat at McDonald's than not meat. And what does that say about the world? Cal, here's the mistake you made. All right. Anytime you're trying to get fast food breakfast, you've got to circle the building in your vehicle or on foot and look for the special posters. A lot. Listen, they don't purposely. They don't put them on the menu. You got to circle the building and see the big two for four egg McMuffin, two right. for three fifty sausage egg and cheese. We've been doing this show for it's a rookie over, mistake over two years. You can't blindly order and your breakfast. Cut your 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 insight right now mm-hmm. has been the most helpful fucking conspiracy. How long? Have we- what are we? What are we on? When did we start this? Shit, two Augusts ago. Mm-hmm. I think we're around eighty episodes, eighty weeks. 
80 weeks. Somewhere in that ballpark. It is the first time that you're break. You're telling people that they don't put the specials on the menu, but they're under posters, and you got to ask for them by name. you got to say, like, I'm on the list. Mm-hmm. And seriously. Because I you- saw a two-for-four combo thing on the other digital drive through shit, but I didn't think it pertained to what I was getting. And you got to ask them. Sometimes I'll just say, hey, y'all got any uh, two for four, two for five specials? It's always two for four or two for five. Hey, guys, our Burrito Supreme's free today. <laughs> I'm serious. Nope. Cre- All right. I guess I'll pay. Create a dialogue. Those people... You know they they're they're doing the same monotonous job all day. All say, right. Hey, who, hey, how's it going? What's uh, what's on special today? Fucking coyote fighter says create a dialogue. <laughs> Inquire. Yeah, yeah, talk to him. But seriously, that's the first fucking thing I do. No shit. Is I will circle the building and look because they they put all the posters, the big two for four, right. whatever. Well, buy one get one. Most people going into a fast food place aren't going to take a lap. <laughs> Hold on, man. Let me size it up. Yeah, you got to case the joint. Yeah, yeah. Let me. You know what? Let me. Let me. Uh, let me uh, control the perimeter. All right. Well, hey, you, hey. You want to save two bucks? Walk around that White Castle a couple, two, three times before you dip in. I'm I'm serious as a heart attack, man. You got to cops don't shoot you. You got to do your recon, man. You can't just go in blind and go. Oh, toe make my muffin. Yeah, that's eight fifty. It's but that I'm making fun of you, but that recon, dude, saving you money. I fucking know what I'm talking about. Speaking of which, Carl's Jr. right now happy hour, Monday through Friday, two p to five p. They got the new sliders. They got the single, the double, the triple. Solid, solid little burger. It's a nice little char grilled slider. Carl's Jr. Carl's Jr. They got a nice little slider, little mini. Uh, real premium bun, real small little. No, nothing's little, premium. No, Carl's no, Jr. it's it, seriously, it's a good, it's a high, well, it's a high end fast food burger, you know, as opposed to just. No, it's not. It's a bunch of bullshit. It is a bunch of bullshit, but they're putting forth an effort. They're trying. Happy I'm, hour, I'm, Monday through Friday, two p to five p. Get a get a double slider for a buck, and I'm saying two or three of those will fill you up. Two or three bucks, happy hour, boom. By the way, there's all this stuff uh, that we would. We already recorded an episode today, and then as soon as we're done, Dave's like, oh, God damn it! I didn't talk about the sliders. Yeah. Well, i tell you something else that's going on. Go on. i tell you hey, this. Give me the... i tell you... Listen, this is about truth. This uh-huh. podcast is about truth. Yeah. It's about getting to the bottom of things. As good a value as Carl's Jr. happy hour sliders are. Oh, yeah. You know what's limited time only? What's on special <laughs> right now <laughs> at Wendy's? Living. <clears throat> Wendy's. You know what the most... Human life. Most underrated burger on the market right now, even at, even at uh, market price... Can I offer... Yeah, go ahead. Wendy's double stack. I don't two pan outside of the double cheeseburger at McDonald's when it's a dollar when you get the double for a dollar because mm-hmm. they're little bitch ass patties. That's September third, November. Ooh, that dual shock four controller disconnecting Watch gives, out. You, gives you a thrill. I'm serious, man. I, 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 really, Wendy. Buy it at market price. The double stack, which is uh, market price, usually depending on what market you're in. Out here, it's two twenty nine. Uh, that's a hell of a deal. It's a solid burger. And right now, I'm not going to fight with one. Is I told you, right now it's a dollar. Here, it's a dollar. It's All a right. fucking dollar for it a might Wendy's not be when stack. this comes out. It's I told that chicken at Wendy's is weird though. Yeah, Do you agree. Have you had chicken lately at mm-hmm. Wendy's? Yeah. And then the rumors, the conspiracy about like how. 
KFC couldn't call themselves Kentucky Fried Chicken anymore. Yeah. Because they're not, making fake chicken on mm-hmm. off like pods. Fuck KFC. Which is silly. Fuck but, them in but the that Wendy, But the Wendy's chicken breast and the chicken sandwich, I was like, I was like this isn't from an animal. Yeah. It was, it was not. It didn't have a thing. Fast food chicken is always a gamble when you're talking processed, you know, sandwich type but it, thing. But it's it's made like it's it's it still has like the grains of a chicken breast, mm-hmm. but you could tell it wasn't attached to a bone ever. Have you ever seen or had the the chicken at Subway? Fucking, no. you it know what? Looks... I'm, I'm, I was about to act, act big time, but you know what? I would. You know what I would like dive dick first into right now? Meatball sub. Meatball sub. Meatball sub. They're solid. When they got to dig around in there, mm-hmm. like they're bobbing for apples from ha- Halloween three years ago. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no. Dig more. Don't get one off the top. Yeah. You find something that's been in there. Root around. You find something that's been soaking in that shit since you opened the franchise. Mm-hmm. You dropped a batch in there, and you there's one in there that you haven't found. And it's the most infected with flavor meatball you got. Dig like, that one out. Put that in there. Mozzarella cheese like and green. Fat guy Easter egg hunt. <laughs> All right. One more thing and I'll shut up about food. No, we got a lot to cover. We really we, we, we got in over our heads. Dude, Albertsons. I don't know if Albertsons is nationwide. I don't think so. It's a jewel. For, to the Midwest folks, Albertsons jewel. Sister cities. It's Meat Madness Days over at Albertsons That's right not, now. That can't mm-hmm. be a real thing. Uh, bought me Meat Madness Days. Bought me Bone In New York Strip Choice. Not just run of the mill grade A choice. Not cho- choice. Just a sticker. No, it's, there's classifications of beef. Oh, uh, prime is the really high end shit. Yeah. Most of the time you can't even find it at a grocery store. Choi- Gelp. Choice is the one you picked out no. because it was your choice. Choice is just below prime. Choice is whatever in your cart. Choice is solid. All right. Bone in New York strip, three seventy seven a pound. That's uh that's a that's twelve, thirteen, fourteen dollars a pound anywhere else. Right now it's meat band stays over to Albertson's. Well, it might be carrying over to your local jewel. Less than four dollars a pound for a choice bone in New York strip. Get over there and have some fun, guys. I love how much we're trying to make this a regular episode when Mm -hmm. all we want to do is talk about how we just got shithoused. Yeah. And watch the documentary Mirage Men. Yeah. It was hard to follow. There was a lot of moving parts to that thing. Well, all right. It's all about, what's it, Richard Doty? Richard Doty, he was a uh, air. He, he worked for the Air Force Office of Special Investigations. Uh, essentially, he was a disinformation agent. This guy, if you believed in UFOs, he'd come around and be like, "You're right," mm-hmm. because he knew what you were researching. It was all about what's the first guy's name? Paul Benowitz. Paul Benowitz, who was a he was just kind of a, a UFO enthusiast. He had a uh, so some fucking dickbag. He had a uh, company called Thunder Scientific. Yeah, it, basically, I'll just set it up. In the fall of '79, he saw a bunch of weird lights uh, around Albuquerque, New Mexico. That was the failed version of Brian Adams' song. It went to it was like fall of '79. <laughs> Me and my friends were on the hill. Saw some lights. A couple of us died. 
And rewrote it. He rewrote it. Big hit. But he was gotten anyway. Nobody's claiming the comedy's going to be good on this. You know what I just realized though? We just watched that whole movie. You know what I realized put my drink on the mic stand probably makes a noise. We just watched that whole movie, and it started with Paul Benowitz. He was kind of the focal point at the beginning. Yeah. We don't know what happened to him. They didn't reveal. Benowitz? Yeah. He I'm, died. Did they say that? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he died They're right away. It's in the beginning of the movie. Oh. He went crazy. I'll They're, look it up. But we're both in front of computers. Well, I mean, I'm assuming he's he was dead because they never showed him. No, but, Paul. <clears throat> yeah, they showed the one. Well, never mind. Paul Benowitz. Yeah, they showed the one. That that was the thing. He was driven to craziness. Yeah, I mean, he spent some time in a they, psychiatric like, ward. Yeah, like they like they harassed this guy. Oh, they didn't harass him, but <coughs> basically. It was a UFO guy. I don't know what that was, but anybody on the Reddit account that wants to complain about me clearing my throat, Dave did everything short of licking my wall right there. Oh, man. A dollar for a double stack. Best worst episode part two. Ah. All right. Listen. Listen. Do you want to arm wrestle? No. Okay. You'll win. Uh, Anyway. You're stronger than me Uh. and you're crazy. Dave, you're cra- have you come to that grips? You're crazy. I'm not crazy. You live in a van and want to fight wolves. So? That's crazy. I'm fucking cool, dude. Yeah. You, it's not like I'm not saying they can't. They're not mutually exclusive. Uh-huh. Like, cool, yeah. Also crazy. I know a lot of those people. Rad as fuck, dude. Yeah. I'm not going to arm wrestle. All right. Anyway, this guy, Benowitz, <clears throat> he's up on a hill in New Mexico. He thinks he's seeing flying saucers. Uh-huh. So he tells the Air Force, listen, I got this footage. I got audio equipment. I'm listening. Uh-huh. So they start feeding him this info. Yeah. They tell him that they, they translate the messages for him. They make this guy go crazy mm-hmm. because they know what he's truly looking at are early footage of drones. Or first, maybe, I don't know, first, but like early. This was 79. Image, image, yeah. He's finding out about drones. They want to know about it. So you bet. You bet, buddy. It is UFOs. We're the Air Force. We're telling you. We're the government. We're telling uh-huh. you. And it's this Richard Do- Do- Doty. Richard Doty. This who's guy. a fucking creep. He's a real sneaky fuck. Mm-hmm. And this whole thing, this whole documentary is basically shot at one UFO convention <laughs> in Laughlin, Nevada. You could tell because they keep using the same footage over and over again. Yeah. And really manipulating the angles. Like, this guy's weird. Shoot him from a 30-degree angle above so his yeah. glasses are weird and he's got a frothy mouth. This guy, let's get him from under so he's got even more chins than he already has. One guy that looked like Pete Rose. Yeah, Pete Rose. Fucking uh, real swollen Pete Rose. That's what I got out of this. That's the reason all the UFO shit happens in Nevada because it's legal prostitution. Ooh. And guess what? These fucking nerds that really think aliens are real are going to come and they're going to get their dick sucked. And then after they get their dick sucked, it's the only time <laughs> it's happened in six years. Of course they're going to see UFOs. Uh. Of course. Oh, my God. I've just paid the most beautiful woman at sex with me. Anything's possible. Of course there's UFOs. Look, there's one now. Okay, that's that's what that that anything in, you, you got him in there already. Oh man! But so this guy, so they Benowitz, they full they fill him full of disinfo. Uh huh. Doty does, and he goes crazy because because then they're because then they know he'll go public and be like, no, the government told me mm-hmm. that UFOs are real, and that's when everybody laughs at him, and then he loses his mind. Mm-hmm. And then they had what else did they have? Oh, Dave, man. you took notes. I was just getting drunk. Well, <clears throat> it's paused right now. The editor of the film is Kipros Kiprianu. 
That's well, when we found out Keanu Reeves holds a secret to the UFOs. Well, I mean, it, it, it kind of... Star Galaxy is <laughs> called Sirius. It kind of bounced all over the place. Towards the end, they were talking Keanu about... Keanu Reeves' band is called Dogstar. The film, John Wick, they kill his dog, but really, they who, could have been his guy. Who killed his dog? The, the bad guys. Don't be killing no dog. Oh, I didn't. You don't know about John Wick. I have not seen the John Wick. Oh movies. God, damn it! I have Dave. not. Dave, no. Dave, they're good. You fucking lunatic! You haven't seen John Wick. A lot of that big budget action shit bores the shit it's out not of me. Big budget. Yeah. All you need to know: bad guys come, they kill Keanu Reeves' dog, uh-huh. and he kicks the shit out of. Him. Good for him. And it sounds simple, but then you watch it and you'd be like, "Thank God, I <laughs> saw that movie. I'm <laughs> a better person." You got a little John Wick in you. Is he driving a Dodge Charger? Is that the one where he's got a he's got red car? Cars in there. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Did you just dribble all over yourself? Did I? Yeah, I think I saw that. Oh man, no, I did not. All right, no, I know how to drink. Okay. All right, well, I don't know. I didn't dribble all over myself. I fucking drooled all over myself. Shut up, man. dude. All right, man. Well, okay, so, so anyway, that okay. So you didn't see John Wick, but that like that really connected the dots on Keanu. Mm-hmm. The Dog Star Galaxy. That's his band name, and then. It, that's a whole other thing I got going on. What's the deal with? Did you ever hear any Dog Star? They had a a single released to alt rock radio in the mid nineties. I didn't listen to his band. Yeah, I, when I worked in I radio, I listened to Wild Stallions. Who's that? The band from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, Man. they saved the world. Everything that's connected has been Keanu saving the world somehow. Through time travel and aliens, his music saved the world. So then he went on from that to become Dogstar to try and make an earthenly band. All right, I'm not connecting all the dots here. But I bet Keanu Reeves, through the power of music and or dogs, saves us from ourselves. Every time I... I'll end the podcast right now. It's 17 minutes long, but I don't think you need to hear anything else. My every are up. every time I leave town going east, when I'm on the 210 east, we're in Los Angeles. It's the only way you can go. Uh, I I can leave town. I guess you can go, go west Sorry, for a little I gotta, while. I gotta get spicy. Uh, if you're on the 210 east, uh, about maybe 20 miles outside of Los Angeles, you go you'll go through San Dimas. Uh-huh. And every time I see that side, I go yep. San Dimas High School Football Rules. Yep, yep. And I laugh and I laugh. I sure do too. It's a good time. Same thing. Uh, every time I go to Magic Mountain, I think about Encino Man. Oh yeah! Not that Encino's necessarily that way, but it's, they went to Magic Mountain for the fun day. Not a bad movie, Encino Man. No. I enjoyed that one. No, it was it was before you. Uh, it was the one moment where you weren't sick of Pauly Shore. Mm-hmm. I loved him as the Weasel. I was like, "What's this all about?" Mm-hmm. Saw that, and then every other effort. The Some people I know are going to be like, oh, Biodome. Biodome sucked. What movie was he the weasel in? Uh, no, he was on MTV just as the weasel. Oh, the, the weasel. weasel. Yeah, yeah. He was just this weird fucking idiot from Southern California uh-huh. until you realize, like, that's who he really was. <clears throat> also, Paul the Cab Driver. Was it Paul? Do you remember? Uh, what movie? Uh, just, it was MTV promos. Oh, okay. But it was... Uh, I'm looking up. I can't remember the guy. Tell you a little something about the old Polly Shore. The the the. Uh, God damn it! What was the guy's name? And Tao Steve. What's his name? What's his, I'm gonna find his name. Hold on, hold on. Multiple Do- Donald Logue. 
multiple multiple sources say that uh, Paulie Shore. Uh, I don't know if he's still doing it, but uh, when he used to tour and do stand up before the show, the day of the show, he'd go to a local thrift store, buy a bunch of dumb, quirky clothes, and then sell them as merch. As these are clothes, these are costumes I wore in my movies. That's not unbelievable. Yeah. I've had more than one comic tell me that. Who's who's open for him, work with him. And they're like, yeah, he goes to thrift stores, buys silly pirate shirts, not and then sells them as Hollywood memorabilia after the show as merch. Uh, <laughs> this shirt just says Stevenson High School. You filmed a movie at our high school? <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Stop wheezing the juice. Talk about that's a terrible impersonation. Boy, but I'll tell. Uh, well, He's hey. done more with less than him. Well, you know, who, minimal, who goes maybe, maybe pays minimalism. money to go see him? I don't know now, but I would. I listen. Oh, he he works. Man, great he works. Film. Yeah, they dipped off after that. Well, what are the movies he did? Encino Man. He did Biodome. Son-in-law, Biodome. Son-in-law in the army now. Yeah, kind of followed that Ernest P. Worrell <laughs> career path. <laughs> That's a guy who died too soon. I bet you, Ernest Jim I Varney. Bet you Jim Varney would have had his big fan. He would have had his no shit. Big he fan. His, <laughs> he was the fucking. He was the Southern Polly Shore. Ernest goes to camp was a fucking classic oh, of my childhood. Yeah, I saw that in theaters. Oh man, I yeah. love that movie. Yeah, from commercial lands. Yeah, from just commercials. Hey, Vern. He's. Uh, I watched a movie the other day that had uh, Jim Varney in it. Uh, little known Billy Bob Thornton flick. I think it's 1999 called Daddy and Them. Good kind of indie comedy. Yeah. Laura Dern, Billy Bob Thornton, Jim Varney's in that movie. Playing, doing, <laughs> playing uh, Uncle Ernest Uncle Randall. somebody who who uh, he's in jail. And Andy Griffith is in them. Is it Griffith or Griffin? I never know. Griffith, yeah, Andy Griffith's in that, but yeah, Jim Varney plays like Uncle, God, I forgot his name, Uncle So and So, who's in jail, who got arrested for manslaughter, and now the family comes together and they got to go visit him. And uh. gone too soon, Jim Varney. Oh, he's dead. Yeah, how'd he die? I, I don't know, man. Did he drown in a vat of banana pudding? Vernga at camp. Vern got him. Vern was like, fucking leave me alone. You didn't realize that was one long harassment case against whoever Vern was. Hey, Vern, not again! I'm going to have him killed. That's a dumb old Galifianakis joke where he's like, yeah, I saw that movie, The Importance of Being Earnest, and I couldn't. I thought, man, I can't believe they didn't, made another Earnest movie. That's he did it better than I did. Yeah. Yeah. What we're twenty minutes in and we already don't want to talk about this movie. That's before. okay. I want it. it. Listen, it was packed, filled with information. Mm-hmm. It was about how this twit don't what? What's his name? Richard Doty. D O T Y Doty. Even that's a stupid name. This guy, ugh. He po- not a fan. He poisoned the well. Mm-hmm. And then who is the guy who was uh, on board? He was a UFO guy. Um, that would be William Moore. William Moore mm-hmm. was a UFO guy. Mm-hmm. And then Richard Doty came to him and said, like, oh, no, we've been lying about this stuff the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like, double down, double agent in himself. Uh-huh. Right? Help me out, Dave. 
We were both looking at our phones. Uh, William Moore, he was the founder of the APRO, the something something project research Alien organization. Proof, really? Uh huh. Oh boy. So he, I don't know what his deal with. What did you say he looked like? <laughs> Which guy was that? William Moore. You said he looked like a pro wrestling oh, manager. Yeah, he looked like a wrestling manager. Can't wait like for him to hit somebody with a tennis racket. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he's Jim Jones with a little flair. <laughs> he's a damn ufologist. That's a, I like that. By you the way, you can't make ufologist. UFO a word. You can't use the acronym to morph into yeah, an actual word. Uh, yeah, ufologist. I get ufologist. I yeah, ufologist. You what's a, ufologist? What's the guy who studies? Uh, what's the guy who studies retired people? He's an arpologist. No, it's an a a r p. Ologist. <laughs> so, and I, honestly, I didn't understand William Moore's angle in that. So he's a legit, or in his own mind, a, a legit ufologist. He believes in UFOs. He's researching UFOs. But then he starts playing fucking Benowitz against Doty. He's playing both sides. He was like secretly on the government side with Doty going, you know, okay, Benowitz, this is what he wants to know. We'll feed him information. Hmm. <laughs> Benefit, Benowitz goes crazy. People are upset at uh, Moore, mm-hmm. saying he's full of shit. He's trying to discredit everything. Then we got Linda Moulton Howe. Yeah. Now, that was an interesting twist towards the end of the documentary. Uh, where old, Linda, A hot old fox. Yeah, she's she's an odd bird. Like, like we said, she's the, aunt, she's the aunt. She's the aunt who wears too much turquoise, who your mom says she's going to stay with us for a little while after mm-hmm. Christmas. So she's she's hit or miss every holiday. <laughs> she, How's Linda? She's good. You know, she's good. She's doing good. You ever like that question when you know somebody's been crazy? Mm-hmm. How are they doing? Good. Good. You know what? Good. They're good. Or, you know, it's hit or miss. It's touch and go. I have friends that <laughs> ask about other friends. I'm not going to say who. But like one friend will say, "How's so and so doing?" And I'll be like, "Oh, he he's good." Yeah. And then he always goes, "Is he?" <laughs> that that gets, that's a follow up question to anybody asking yeah. about Linda. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, but it, it, but like this has happened multiple times with the same guy talking about the same mutual friend. I go, "Oh, he's, he's, he seems to be doing good. He's he's great. Yes. I talked to him the other day. Is he?" You're, yeah, you're fucking hoarding turquoise. Like a fat prepper hoard soup, you know. Like you just, you're you're heavy. You're double the weight in turquoise right now. Yeah, she had the weird beret and the crazy earrings and blinked a lot. But like, yeah, she blinked a lot. But like, she's like old fox. Though. Old fox. I like an old fox. I'll be honest with you. I like an old fox. You ever you ever play this game, Kyle? Ugh. Who's the oldest lady you'd bang? I mean, I I haven't played the game. Yeah, who you never asked yourself that I've question? I've lived the life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't play games, Dave. I just live. I had a buddy uh, when I we were both nineteen, and we used to pal around all the time. And uh, he wasn't like a braggadocious, like bullshit type of dude. He was kind of a soft spoken, quiet dude. But he was like, dude, I'm- a totally finger blast, Betsy Ross. He hooked up with his friend's mom, who was 58, when he was 19. That's quite a, that's quite a range there. 58. 
58 and 19. That's almost 40 years. It's crazy. 58. Yeah. Oh, 58. No problem. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, not any old 58, but there's some 58s floating around there. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not I'm not talking about the level of attractiveness mm-hmm. that you feel for someone that's mm-hmm. 58. I'm just, I'm just saying about the, the, the frailty. The frailty? Yeah. I think 58, they're still sound body, body and mind. So a nightstand full of fucking... Bone strengtheners. Just so much. Just. <laughs> uh, my girlfriend has bone loss. So much. As <laughs> you say during during sex, bone loss, yeah. bone gain, bone loss, bone gain. Uh, bone loss. <laughs> scream, scream. I don't know how old she is, but. Um, Jessica, my girlfriend's great. <laughs> Jessica Lang in Big Fish. Oh boy, Jessica Lang's a foxy old dame. Watch Big Fish. She's got to be late fifties, early sixties. There's an old bird on the uh, that, uh, attractive lady that uh, that uh, the Wild Wild Country document. Oh yeah, yeah. She still got that glint of uh, I was in a cult in her eyes. Like you were fun, Susan Sarandon. Yeah, I'm not saying that. that, That's not not a short list. Expiration date still ain't passed on that one. I don't believe in expiration dates. No, I'm just saying, you know. Yeah. Yeah, no, just. 85 year old Susan Sarandon, maybe no. I watch watch Fast and Furious, uh, the last one. Mm hmm. The Fate of the Furious. I watched that on the plane yesterday. Who's in that? Helen Mirren. She's in that? Yeah. I thought she was like a serious, classically trained actor. I guess, and it was Brandy Posey, funny comic. Uh huh. Someone you should know. But I put some on Twitter about wanting to be in a Fast and Furious. She's like, Helen Mirren said, I want to be put in this movie. And she was in it. Yeah. That's awesome. She's a fun partier. That's great. Yeah, she's very attractive for whatever age she is. You're making fun movies. I want to be in these fun movies. Mm -hmm. Good for her. When you see serious actors in a thing. Like, yeah, they just want to show up and do a fun thing for a few days. We're doing a big fun thing with car chases and shit. That's refreshing. Yeah, I want to have a fun day at work. I want to sit here and have to be... You know, the goddamn queen for mm-hmm. six months for this yeah. thing. Getting in makeup for a period piece. Yeah, period piece with Daniel, Daniel Day-Lewis. Day, yeah. We just Daniel drive some Day-Lewis, fast cars. Yeah, Daniel Day-Lewis has been. And then put Daniel Day-Lewis in Fast and when he retired. No, who's the one who retired? Chris he did. Mayo? No, he, he retired and then came back to get nominated for an Oscar. Of course, because what do you get to be after that? Yeah, he, he was a cobbler. I'm going to go make shoes. Is that what he did? Yeah. Yeah, he was a cop. But that's because that's the only reason. He probably just said, somebody tell me you're about to make a movie about a cobbler. Because I don't know what to do. Somebody direct me. Yeah. You can just hang out with Daniel Day-Lewis. Like, I'm thinking about writing a movie about a chef. And then you're just going to have the best food for six months. Yeah. And you're like, oh, the project fell through. But congratulations. Now you're a chef. That's why it's a bad joke. That, But, like, I love L.A. I feel safe here. Because even if like you're gonna die, at least a bunch of people pretended to be doctors enough to comfort you. <laughs> like even if you're dying, they're just over you. Like give me ten CCs. It's okay. I was an extra on ER. Stat. Yeah, they just know the language. I heard when uh, when he was making Lincoln, 
that uh, I think there was a story that came out that like he he's he's like so method that like the whole time you you had to address him as Mr. Lincoln. Inside track on this one. President Lincoln carry this antique chair around for him. He wouldn't sit in directors' chairs between things. Really, like an old timey chair. A chair that Abraham Lincoln would sit in. Yeah, they had to drag that shit around for him. Wow. That, I think about that. What was it? I think it was a Marathon Man, and I forget it was, it was I never saw Dustin, that. Hoffman, Dustin Hoffman. And I forget the old British actor. What's the premise of that movie? Uh, I, you know what? Didn't see it. There, there's a there's a dental scene, right? An the iconic. Whole thing, they torture him by drilling through his. Uh huh. Okay. But whatever the old, uh, I forget whatever classically trained actor like. The story I heard was that Dustin Hoffman shows up and he's like, okay, I'm, I've been up for like four days. He's trying to look ragged because he's been tortured and stuff. And whatever the old actor's like, that's why it's called acting. I'm like, yeah, man. Why don't you just be good? Like everybody's like, oh, Daniel Day-Lewis is just the best pretend. actor. Maybe he's terrible. Yeah. Maybe. That's why he's got to do all this shit. Maybe he's the worst fucking actor in the world. And that's and somebody else could just be like, what's my name? Abraham Lincoln? You got it. Make up. Give me a beard. Full school, seven years ago. Unbelievable. Can't believe, amazing. Yeah, yeah. I was totally pretending. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking, yeah. <laughs> Fucking D.D. Lewis has been digging up root vegetables for two years getting ready for this shit. Uh, Keanu just jumped in. Give, what, give, me, give, me, give me sides. You got sides? You betcha. <laughs> oh, God. The Gettysburg Address. Cut. It's Gettysburg, Keanu. Okay, got Sorry, it. Sorry, my fault. Got it's, it. Let's go again. Gettysburg crushed it. Oh god. <laughs> well, I no, I gotta, I gotta be in the world. You're just like they're just. You're just filming a cosplayer. You're not an actor. You're a cosplayer. There's so many actors out here, like. Here's my problem with that. Let me shit on Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah, more. fuck that guy. Remember how we were going to talk about this movie that we were blowing away? It was been an hour and a half watching. I spent four bucks. It was too cheap to buy it on Amazon yeah. for eight bucks. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I'll rent it. Dave, for you, I'll rent it. Thank you. We got the night alone to ourselves. <laughs> the missus is out of town. Let me rent a movie for us. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Daniel Day-Lewis, why don't you method act your way into sucking my dick, buddy? Get some chops. Get some fucking chops. Here's the problem with the actors out here. Anybody can just claim to be an actor. Yeah. You can't, like, you can totally bullshit your way for a while as an actor. You can't do that as a comedian. No. Because, like, like, oh, you're a great comic? Oh, that, that, fantastic, because I'm about to watch you go up. I'm about to watch your People set. bullshit their way into comedy, become producers. Yeah. That was an Ian Edwards. But Ian Edwards, fucking hilarious. Yeah, he's great. And he had a bit about just being out. He's like, "Everybody's a producer." Nah, I'm a producer. Give me a business card. I'm a producer. It says so in my car. Like, man, the only thing you produced is business cards. <laughs> That's in Atlanta. Everybody's a rapper. I used to yeah. drive a limo uh, years ago in Atlanta, and uh, one of our clients, one of our biggest clients, was some hip hop label. So literally every, almost every night, I was driving around a, a, some rapper. Yeah, and uh, they'd always get so pissed. They'd be like, you know, you they would. I'd pick them up and I'd give them a little small talk. But you could always tell they're like, "Hey, man, you in you in hip hop?" Like, no, <laughs> no, not really. You don't listen to hip hop? Like, nah. You ever heard a little scrappy? <laughs> no, I never heard a little scrappy. You ain't ever heard a little scrappy. <laughs> and then I go, let me guess, you're a little scrappy. <laughs> and then I took Little John to Fat Burger one time. 
I took. Uh, I drove Ludacris around all night one night. Ludacris is my you, favorite film franchise. Did I ever tell you that story? No. I picked up Ludacris at his house, mansion in College Park. Luda! Little, little suburb outside of Atlanta. Tell me Ludacris was all right. Ludacris, he was very cool. And... Uh, but it's I funny in the fast and I, I pulled up and it was him and two giant dudes who I'm assuming were his bodyguards or just his boys. But it was three of them I was picking up. It was Luda and then two like these guys were like six eight. Are like, bodyguards still like yeah he's driving big dudes. But these are my bodyguards. By the way, the strangers gonna drive. <laughs> and the 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 fast method fast and furious training. He's not afraid to get in a that's true. Car. The procedure was I'd pull up and then I'd have to hop out and grab their luggage and put it in the trunk. Yeah. So I hop – I'm at his house in his driveway, giant house, mm-hmm. and I see Luda and two giant dudes. And I pop out and go, you know, hey, guys, uh, I'm Dave. I'm your driver. And they were cool. And I'm like – I pop out and nobody has any luggage. And I go, you guys don't have any luggage? And then one of the big guys goes, Luda don't need no luggage. He buy new shit everywhere he go. <laughs> I love the. There's no more baller, dumb move. Yep. Let's buy new. Yeah. And it was, he was doing SNL. I was driving him to the airport the next day, was doing SNL. This was 2005. And, uh, and I knew I was taking him to the airport. So I was like, uh, move, bitch, get out the way. Yeah. Yeah. He had a bunch, but like that was the big one. And, uh, but yeah, I was just like, you guys, they're going to the airport. Like y'all don't have any luggage? Luda don't need no luggage. He buy new shit everywhere he go. No Luda gonna wear that shirt for four days. I was like, man, that's pretty balling. <laughs> pretty ball. But yeah, anyway, so everybody in Atlanta was a rapper. Like literally every night, there's some was guy that it? in think the you back. Took him to Fat Burger. No, I took Little John to Fat Burger. Took took Little John to Fat oh. Burger. Waited on him for like an hour. And it wasn't even, and we weren't supposed to really deviate off point route. Of saying the T's and little is offensive. <laughs> saying the R. <laughs> Are you little John? What the fuck did you just call me? <laughs> it's little. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was so funny. It was like every night somebody was like, "Oh, I'm in the studio. It's I'm like producing." Los picking up a comedian. Yeah. It's where they're at. Yep. And, but they would get so offended. They get so pissed when I didn't know who they were. And I was like, "Look, man, I don't, I don't really listen to a lot of hip hop." So my name's Dave. Yeah. So don't like it doesn't. You're not a failure because I've never yeah, heard yeah. of you. <laughs> you're patting him on the back, buddy. I haven't heard a lot of hip hop. It's not just you. Oh man. So anyway, back Have to this you heard movie. Of Dave? No. Well, then there you go. <laughs> But yeah, everybody's in the studio. Everybody's about to drop an album. Uh, speaking of which, let me throw a plug to uh, apropos of nothing. This uh, whole episode's. You know what I've been watching? You know, you know what I've been watching lately? You know, you know what's a damn good show I that I didn't want to like because I didn't like two, this. Two seven. <laughs> <laughs> that Jack A is a real asshole. Two two seven, uh, big hit in the Canaan household as a show. I didn't want to like this. Only be, and I don't have anything else to do personally, but uh, comedically, he's the guy that in his Comedy Central Presents said, yeah, I've been doing comedy about two years. And I was like, fuck you. Yeah. Donald Glover in Atlanta. That's a solid show. The man's across the board talented. That's a solid show. I don't give a fuck about – Childish Gambino is not for me. It's, no. it's for younger, cooler but that, people. But, but people but, dug that on top of that, though? Atlanta's a solid ass show. And everything he's in, mm-hmm. Atlanta, I've only seen a few episodes of Atlanta, but I'm like, it doesn't beat you over the head. Yeah. with what it wants you to think it is. Yeah, 
it's just like it just tonally just this is what it is and it's good. The whole cast is great. The dude that plays Paperboy is great. Mm-hmm. The dude that plays their buddy who I don't know his name but he was in Get Out. Mm-hmm. He was in uh Straight Out of Compton. He played the Snoop character, a little quick cameo and that he played the uh dude in Get Out who was he was the black dude who was already up there hanging out and dating an old white woman and they were like that's the dude I know. I don't know if you know, but like whoever that actor is, that dude's great. He's so funny. And it's not like overly funny. Like it's not trying to just no, no, beat no. you over the head with, it's with totally jokes. It's funny. Yeah. It's good. It's not joke written funny. It's it, totally funny. Atlanta is a good show. And you know what I, this is, I, and I'm not saying this to like create controversy or anything, but talk about diversity in entertainment and stuff and, you know, black people not being represented. But I look back at what my family watched for sitcoms and, like, the stand-up that I grew up on. It was – our family was like, it was like Cosby Show. 227. 227. Different it World. Was, it was Different World. It was all – what was the one with uh, – Family Dwayne, Matters. Dwayne Wayne. Dwayne Wayne was Different World. That was Different World. Mm-hmm. All the stand-up me and my sister watched that – we like the best. Like I watch stand up all the time as a kid. Like mm-hmm. whatever stand up was, I'm gonna watch it. But the stuff that resonated the most was Sinbad. Yeah. It was Tommy Davidson. Yep. It was Eddie Murphy. It, like Eddie all, Griffin. Um, Eddie Griffin. Is so it Griffin or Griffith? With anybody, I don't know. Yeah, just you know, and, you know, Eddie Griffin. Anybody with that name, I don't know if it's. But I really, and I'm not saying that that's because it was abundant in the entertainment you got to choose from. But I'm looking back at like what was the most influential that I saw. I was like. Yeah, it was always. Oh yeah. Now, granted, it was very whitewashed style yeah. comedies, uh-huh. but it was always like black sitcoms and black. It wasn't about the black experience mm-hmm. by any means, but I was like, oh yeah, I realized like the stand up that I grew up watching, that was way more prominent. The like, stuff that I respond to like was Sinbad. Like again, I've, I've said it, but, like I know it's supposed to be like, oh no, Bill Hicks really told me that the man was fucked up and all this like. No, man, it was Tommy Davidson talking about how there was no black kids getting scared by Freddy Krueger because they wouldn't give a shit. And that was me and my sister yeah. doing that bit. Mm-hmm. George Wallace. George Wallace is still crushing it. One of the first jokes I ever remember like comprehending, one of the first stand-up mm-hmm. jokes that I saw, I was like eight or nine, and I forget there's more to the bit, but he was just like, why don't Pluto eat some spinach and beat the hell out of Popeye? <laughs> And I was like, good point, George Wallace. You need nothing more. <laughs> good you point. You need nothing more. <laughs> you just broke shit down. You mm-hmm. just blew minds apart. Yeah, I was like, good point, dude. Why doesn't he do that? He's so much bigger. If he just eats a little spinach, he could dominate Popeye. That's what, Okay, that's what I'm saying about this whole goddamn Mirage Men movie that we're trying to watch about UFOs. That's why I don't think they're real, because there's never a black person going, I've seen one. Black people have a better bullshit detector, and there's never a black person in a UFO documentary going, oh, there it is. So, therefore, it's all bullshit. You give me one fucking streetwise black person going, I saw Bigfoot, I saw an alien, ghost. That's why ghosts are real. Black people are always seeing ghosts. But if you see... If you see if they see a Bigfoot or an alien, then I'll be like, yeah, man, I'm on board. But my fucking belief is waning right now because I need someone that I trust. Someone that has real terrestrial problems. Yeah. But that's not a joke I've been doing. Like, you want to know what white privilege is? Do you believe in ghosts? 
then you have white privilege because you don't have real problems to worry about. If, if a black person is also like, yeah, the systematic racism of police force and the problems in the inner city, and also I saw a fucking cryptid walk through my yard, I'm going to believe in that because on top of the, of the bullshit you're already dealing with and you saw a Bigfoot, then that Bigfoot's fucking real, man. It's real. <laughs> Fucking my little cousin got shot nine times last week. And also, I got poltergeists. Like, yes, man. Yeah, you got multitudes of problems. Oh, man. That's, dude, I couldn't agree more. That's why, like, whenever I see, like, a Tibetan goat farmer who has an eyewitness of a Yeti, I totally believe that dude because he's got more shit to worry about than trying to bullshit. Like if he, you know, yeah. he, what am I doing? I'm, what am I doing? Flagging down a helicopter to tell him this story? <laughs> no, I'm just gonna see sit, see stuff, and be like, yeah, all right, the world's weird. Ah, uh, well, my whiskey glass got a hole in it. Oh, what happened? It all fell in your mouth? I guess so. All your skull eyes? Shout oh, out man. to whoever gave us that skull eyes. Hey, we didn't talk about this yet. Skull um, eyes sounds like a cold-ass blowjob, dog. Oh, yeah. Dude sent us a bunch of... <laughs> I think we thanked him, and I can't remember his name. Uh, did. Damn I it. fucked up. I had a but list of people to thank about stuff. He, if he's listening, he knows who he is. Dude sent us a bunch of ice trays with yeah. guns and skulls and all kinds of cool shit. And whoever gave us, did I think the coffee mug folk, people gave us the fun design coffee mugs from Sioux Falls? The uh, travel mug thing? Yeah. Yes. We talked about, yes. Is, is that the same guy that gave me the, the, the know, fucking. Uh, no, somebody in Madison. The guy who gave me a bottle of white wine, Yauk. Chauk. Shit. I want to say Adam Yauk, but that's the beastie. Boy. Austin Kaus? Yeah, Austin Kaus. You couldn't guess a better name than that? Austin Kaus? That's his name. No. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. That's his name. Oh. He he knows. Yep. He knows I'm right. Hold on. I think this is in my phone notes. Mm-hmm. It's in my phone notes. What is it? Uh, what do you Austin call those old Kaus? toys that were big 20 years ago? Um, beanie Baby. He sent me a gave cow me, Beanie gave, Baby. He gave me a cow Beanie Baby. He said, you got to give this to Dave. And I was like, why? He's like, Dave needs to have this. Oh, God. What was I about? I was about to say what something. Was your, what was your guess? Austin Kaus. K-A-U-S-S. Chris Jauk. Oops. I don't know who Austin Kaus is then. No, but you had an A&U in there. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what? Uh, we didn't talk about this, but last week... <laughs> Here's a long list. The, uh, remember you talked about old Rocket Man, the guy who made a homemade rocket? Well, he struck oh, again. Well, let's start with it. It's a guy who built a homemade rocket. He's uh-huh. a limo driver, much like you, Dave. Uh-huh. Yeah. So let's start at a ground level before we just go tearing this guy into asshole. Same he's, framework. He's sitting around. Did I ever tell you the time I drove Sir mm-hmm. Mix-a-Lot to Crystals? If the if the if the Earth is round, why isn't my limousine curved? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is a sixty-one-year-old self-taught no, rocket scientist. Yes, I'm sorry. Joke. That was good. Of course, limo drivers believe in the flat Earth. Otherwise, their cars would be. Sl- have a slight hunch in them. Because they're so long, eventually they're going to curve. Because they're the fattest limousines in whatever weird desert city he lives in. But dude shot himself up into the atmosphere again. 
Made it 2,000 feet. He made a rocket mm-hmm. to prove the Earth is flat. Yeah, I don't know what he proved, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know what the idea of, I'm going to go up there and fucking either get my goddamn iPhone out or do a quick disposable zip, 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 click, zip, zip, zip. Like, motherfucker never heard of a skyscraper. Yeah. Or just, maybe just an airplane. An airplane. Is that one of the theories that the windows windows of the airplane will not allow you to... Yep. Yeah, uh, we talked about that on that episode, but, like, apparently they're purposely contoured to when you look out at them, everything is kind of curved. That's what they did. Every every Uh, single airplane. Yeah. Every airplane that's created. Mm -hmm. Yep. They're in in on it from the get-go. That is that's got to be one of the most. My life is so boring. I'm just gonna buy into this, mm-hmm. like the flat Earth shit. We should revisit think, that topic. I don't think they're. I don't think it's as big. Like I don't think the following's big. I think the reaction to the idea that anybody believes in it is big, and that's why it's got attention. Like it's so ridiculous. It's like the gathering of the juggalos. Like can can, can you believe this? Like yeah, it's just a bunch of weirdos that want to get together in the woods and listen to shitty music, and wear face paint and be fucking idiots. But the people fascinated with it outnumber the people participating. In it. Hmm. That's my theory. That's my conspiracy. Theory. Hmm. Could be. Um, getting back to this movie real quick. Yeah, get back to this movie. This was the most interesting part, in my opinion, when they were talking to Lyndon Moulton Howe, who is a uh, she's she's she shows up in a lot of these UFO type documentaries. But um, there's some point where she's talking with Richard Doty, and he brings her to some government building and uh, brings her into some sort of interrogation room, and they're talking about all this stuff. And he presents to her a classified document, and I forgot that there was a title to it, but I forgot, uh, some sort of classified document that hasn't been not open to the public. The liar, Richard Doe. Yeah. Uh, he gives her this document. He says, uh, you can read it here. But he even said, like, I guess they were sitting kind of catty corner to each other. Yeah. But then he's when he presented the document, he's like, you need to go sit in that chair. Sit in that chair. So Eyes I, only. So I can you keep it out. You can't take any notes. Eyes only. Document. Eyes only. Can't take any notes. No pictures. No nothing. So she's reading this document. And I forgot what it was titled. But essentially. Like from the president to the president. Yeah. Essentially, the Reader's Digest version is this document stated that Aliens long ago, at the beginning of humanity, aliens manipulated DNA from primates, and then they used that to create Homo sapiens. Which, I don't... If you believe in that, or you you believe that aliens are just some form of... Human beings that broke off from Earth and developed elsewhere. Like, that's... Of all the alien shit you can believe Mm in, I'll go down. What was the other fucker on that movie, though? Talking about how in in 1965, some humans traveled 37 light years. Project Serpo. Project Serpo. Because the Lindemann Hall, like, all right. She's all over to if I, I listen to Coast to Coast and it's a lot of dingbat right wing shit. Like I'm not endorsing it, but it's very entertaining stuff to mm-hmm. fall asleep to. Sorry, I get the hiccups. And 
And she shows up on there all the time. And it, the whole story was that at, at the time this was happening, when was the I don't forget the time frame, but she was a journalist and she was like going over the, the cow mutilations. Mm-hmm. Which, and if you think we're all over the place, you should watch this movie. Mm-hmm. Because they, one of the things, that, one of the reasons they explain cow mutilations by all these locations, because it was always, oh man, it was like dissect, like the tongue was cut out with mm-hmm. precision. They took some and weird gland the butter out. And they cut the glands out. But they were thinking, like, this was also at the beginning of the time that they were starting to do fracking. Mm-hmm. And so, the other, and whichever other part where the guy's like saying, oh, yeah, we got helicopters with like strobe lights on them and there's no markings and we just make people believe that they're UFOs. Mm-hmm. That the government has, so if they've been fracking to figure it out if they can extract gases from the earth. Mm-hmm. And then you want to tell if the radiation that's been exposed from the fracking is affecting things. Well, you got cows in the field out there. We can cut out their tongue. Oh, something where they're eating. Is that the contact point? The glands where they're digesting. Is it coming out of them? Take the udders, their genitals. Find out if it's coming out of their body and affecting them in a reproductive sense. And it make, we make it. We go in there with these helicopters and have strobe lights and all this shit on it. Make it look like aliens. Every other dipshit like we saw aliens. Please run with the alien story. Mm-hmm. All we're trying to do is exploit natural resources out of the earth in a violent way, <clears throat> and find out if it is giving people cancer or whatever. So we're going to cut these cows up in a magical manner to make you also believe that there's UFOs. That was a very believable part of this documentary. Mm-hmm. And Linda Moulton Howe was one of the first early investigators saying, I'm going to get to the bottom of this cow mutilation story. And so that's why I'm like, oh, she's on to us. Feed her the alien shit. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Richard Doty, feed her the alien shit because she's getting close. Mm-hmm. And they, they said they would target people that were susceptible to it, that would believe in it. Mm-hmm. Well, who's going to run with the alien stuff? Give it to them. Don't give it to anybody that's a skeptic. So they even openly said, and Richard Doty, he's a real scummy mover and shaker, lying to everybody. Yeah, so we gave her these documents. Run with it. Alien, we're, we're developed uh, from primates and alien technology to be the species that we are. Mm-hmm. But then other dude was saying that, that Project Serpo is about how people in the 60s Traveled 37 light years away. Yeah. <laughs> this is where the Keanu Reeves, this is my own theory, but because a planet orbiting the dog star has people. Dog star, and it's called Sirius. Yeah. Sirius Radio has a little dog barking at a moon logo. Whoa. I'm sure they knew that already. Whoa. I'm sure they're aware of that. I don't know if they knew that because it's humans. But then you're the one. You haven't seen Keanu yet. And you're like, nope. oh, Dogstar. That was the name of Keanu's band from the 90s. And I was like, fucking John Wick is all about they killed his dog. And then he took vengeance. <laughs> Keanu, somebody's going to kill our god. And Keanu's going to be the one who saves us. Yeah. That's where I, that's where I got out of all this. Hmm. But you're going to tell me somebody traveled 37 light years in the 60s. In the fucking 60s. In the 60s. Air travel, 50 years old. He said it was a planet filled with humans. That we figured out, that we, or that, think like, if okay, if UFO technology has come to this planet in any way to allow people to travel in light years, I mean, I get that our shit's uh, uh, developing exponentially. Uh-huh. 
at a, you know at a rate that we can't even keep up with. But I think it would have gone a lot faster if we could travel light years in the '60s, and then there's a gas crisis in the '70s. Like, did, did honestly, did Ford, did Ford and the oil companies have such a big handle on the economy that they squashed alien technology? It wasn't fucking unleaded shit that got them 37 light years away. That's true. That's something I failed to mention. Is that a new Rockefeller type or whatever? Uh, you know, the five, the whatever families that are in charge. Last week. Watch the aliens because we need more money. Yeah. Last week we were talking about Boyd Bushman and those aliens that uh, he had pictures of. I forgot to mention that uh, somehow they knew these, these aliens came from a planet called um, Quintumnia. Quintumnia. And he said... That's like a Spanish actor's last name. He said that the aliens told him that they could get back to their home planet of Quintumnia in 45 minutes. That whole story's a crock of shit. (laughs) 45 minutes. Because then you're also saying that the aliens are still looking at a fucking Timex. That the aliens are still operating on a... You don't think aliens have a concept of time? The same one as ours? Huh. That aliens are just hanging out going... Oh, shit, it was daylight saving hey, times. So I got to reset my watch. Your intergalactic shuttle that can travel faster than light. When is that going to take off? I don't know, 20 minutes. Like, they don't... Yeah, we talked about that a long time ago when we were talking about uh, time travel, the concept that... Maybe time isn't linear. You know, we have a concept of time that it, it moves, yeah. you know, from from your point of view from left to right. But it's linear. But, like, maybe, you know, maybe aliens have a concept that, like, time is what you want it to be, man. Well, in that case, then that's where I'm like, yeah, <clears throat> human beings are time traveling, not linear, not, not, not horizontally, but vertically. Mm-hmm. Like in this second that passed, I've done twenty things where you can only do a second's worth of things. I don't. I man, listen. All right. I don't know. Whisk. I think my neighbors listen on TV loud out of passive aggressiveness. Why passive aggressive? Are we being too loud? I don't know. We're not on a shared wall right now. Fucking sings. Where's she at? She's downstairs. She sings songs at two in the morning. Oh, so she's directly below us. I got a weird name. Huh. Yeah, it's real loud. But maybe it's not, and maybe now I just realize how loud my TV is to her. Maybe it's all perspective, man. I wonder if I could. we can figure out what she's watching. Oh, maybe that's the whole thing. Like, oh, she's so sensitive to our TV. Maybe she's watching at a normal volume, and you don't realize what other people perceive around you. That's true. I'm hard of hearing, and I listen, I I, I listen to TV I real loud. I think I've ruined my shit with a lot of concerts. Yeah, I got a busted eardrum right there. Long story. Well, uh, we watched this movie. Mm-hmm. It's an interesting. <clears throat> it's an interesting watch. It's called Mirage Man. We watched it on the Amazon. <clears throat> it's a good like as far as knowing that somebody was just there working for the government, going, 
Well, this guy is inadvertent. This guy who believes in UFOs is inadvertently spying on our drone project. Mm-hmm. So get out there and make him believe that it's aliens. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of trying to scare somebody, and then just what was the other thing you were talking about? How not even releasing information to make people disbelieve in something, just releasing it to see how they respond. Yeah. I thought that was into the government will just do something just to see how the public reacts to it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, maybe we're testing drones over here. Let's fly a weird thing over this town and just see what feedback we get. Does everybody believe it's aliens and not a government cover-up? Great. Send out some feelers. Like, like good for us. Oh, you think it's UFOs? Thank God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and this kind of – this did – and I've known about this concept before, but this kind of shined a light, shone, shined, uh, just the concept of disinformation of like, you know, when you see something crazy, yeah, you're like, But oh, it muddies man. the water on every subject. Yeah, it, it does. It, it kind of – it makes you second-guess everything now. So anybody who sees – I saw a UFO for sure and somebody's like, you did see a UFO. A stranger's like, you did see a UFO? Like, nope, I saw a military operation and that guy's working for somewhere else. Or I totally did and they're like, they want, or like, yeah, they want me to be the weirdo. I'm the mm-hmm. weirdo. I'm the exact type of weirdo. Dave, you're the exact type of weirdo. This guy lives in his van. He's talking about fighting coyotes. Please, please let him talk about UFOs. Because if he talks about the fact that he just saw our secret uh, government spy ship, that's fucked. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude. That's the only reason I'm doing this podcast. It's like picking up a girl. Is to have contact with a man in black. I know what you I will know what you kick want. his you, fucking ass. Well, you want to kill a man in black. You want to fight a coyote. You want to fuck a Bigfoot. We know your, your M.O. is just out there. I'm a simple man. But it's what they're doing. Like it's like it's like a, it's it you know it's it's like they're just courting nerds. Yeah. Again with the Nevada thing, it goes back. I bet they got the prostitutes on the payroll. Ooh, what did you see? I saw that too. Ooh. You want to you want to get a fucking nerd to also super believe in it? Yeah. Slip the prostitute at the bunny ranch. 500 bucks to act like she's seen the same shit that guy's seen. Yeah. Don't tell anybody, but I, I've seen him too. Where'd you see him? I saw him over there too. Disc-shaped, right? They fly real quick. Exactly. Tickle your asshole. <laughs> that, ooh, the fucking legal prostitution is a whole part of the government. It's part of the gut. Go- this is my conspiracy. Mm-hmm. Legal prostitution in Nevada is a government operation to fucking court all the nerds that come there to make them believe it's aliens and not secret spacecraft. You may have just cracked the case wide open. I'm scared if I did. Because then Richard Doty's going to be like, you know what? You're right. Here's more information. Talk about it on your podcast. I'm going to go crazy. Yeah. But nobody's going to believe. It's like the Simpsons when Homer gets abducted and they soak him in rum. Well, yeah. Nobody's gonna believe you. Mm-hmm. Richard, I already did it to myself. Richard Doty better not pull that shit on us. Yeah, look out, nerd. We'll we'll beat you up. Mm-hmm. Dave will. I won't. I got no. I got no skills. 
Also, every interview is, is somehow in fucking uh, Liberace's boudoir. Yeah. That was a little weird. Boy, what an interesting cast of characters on that documentary. Well, watch. It's called The Mirage, man. Mm-hmm. Should we bring it home? Should we land this UFO? I got a recipe. It's called Dial Dominoes and Get Whatever You Want. Kiss my dick, Dave. I just gave everybody dinner. Oh, boy. Can't argue with that. I wish I said something more profound. I really thought I cracked it open with the prostitutes being linked with the government. If you don't think prostitutes in D.C. are also part of a network of moving secrets around, though. Honestly, though, the most powerful thing you can use. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Steeliest man. Yeah. And how are you going to fell him? Man or woman, whatever whatever preference, you fucking get them turned on. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Right on, dude. We did it. All right. We did it. We <laughs> pulled an hour out of our ass on this. <laughs> out of Kipros Kipriano's editing. Oh, man. What, who? I'm oh. looking at the screen. Oh, the piano player. No, that's the end. <sighs> All right. Got anything to plug? Day what what is it? Uh, uh yes. <laughs> uh huh. Sounds good to I'll, me. I'll still be at the Bell House in Brooklyn tomorrow night. Oh yeah. Ben Philadelphians. Well, that's cool. Philadelphia. That's pretty cool. That's a Philiams. Helium Philiams. Philiams, Phila, Helium, Delphias. And it's uh, it's a little ways in advance, but uh, let's plug uh, let's plug our little uh, our thing dual dual uh, get it out uh, tandem. Uh, you bo- betcha. Both of us together. Count Dave riding high through mm-hmm. the Pacific Northwest. Neptune Theater, May eighth, Tuesday, May eighth. Mm-hmm. Billingham, Washington, at somewhere. May 9th, Spokane, Spokane Comedy Club, 10, 11, and 12. Arcata, California at Humbrews, if those fucking potheads even remember that we're doing a show. <laughs> Monday the 14th. <coughs> uh, uh, comic of the Week. Really? Instead of a comic, I want to plug a program, a, 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 a television program that you yourself have been on. Uh, Dave's favorite uh. kind of cat. I love cats, dude. Comic of the week, Hellman's uh, Manny. Um, this is not happening on Comedy Central. It's a good season. Some good stuff lined up. Uh, my old buddy, a guy started comedy with Byron Bowers. He's got an episode on there where he tells I an incredible story. That clip and it was fucking heavy yep. and great. It's deep. Oh, Byron! Byron's literally, literally one of the first person persons people I've. I ever, I've, I, <clears throat> conjugation, uh, that I ever met in comedy. My very first open mic, first time I ever went on stage ever, I met, I met Byron. And you could even, like he had been doing it a while back then. Even then, he was, I don't know, probably three or four years in when I started. Oh, he's been around for a minute. Oh, yeah. Byron's been around. We started together in Atlanta. And, uh, but my very first open mic, there's this, he was, he was wearing like a camouflage jacket. It was just, just cool. Yeah, Byron's it was just cool. like, yeah. you seem to know what's going on. What, uh, what, what, when do I go up? Anyway, so Byron is on there. Uh, buddy of ours, uh, buddy of mine from New York, uh, Doug Smith, 
don't know if you know Doug. Very funny dude. Got a big scar down his face. All right. Great story on how he got that scar. I won't spoil it. Great story. Like, fuck yeah, Doug Smith. Really? Good job, buddy. Fuck yeah. Earned it. Yep. Earned that shit. Fucking right. righteous. Well, fucking righteous. You are, you are fucking. You're boners. Yeah, big fan. Big fan of uh, that story. Well, but yeah, Byron, Byron's a guy who I, I watch. I'm like, <clears throat> it's just so easy. Like, <clears throat> oh, yeah. even no matter what level you're at, you're going to look at somebody else and go like, how is it just so easy? Yeah, just everything. How are you just a guy that's up there just like, oh, hey, what's going on? Mm. Like, like I like I introduced you to the crowd. Like, hey, these are my friends. This is my friend Byron. Byron. Hey, guys, how's mm-hmm. it going? Anyway, let me charm the shit out of you. Yeah, my set. He's had <laughs> like he's he's one of the guys that I've seen have the best sets, and it's just effortless. Yeah, I've just been on shows with him, like God damn it. Oh well, I wasn't even supposed to be on this. Yeah, like it really it doesn't. <laughs> I just showed none up. None of it ever comes out as salesmanship. <laughs> oh, I, you know what? I'm, I'm going to tell you about this right now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, solid season they got there. Uh, this not happening, Roy. Roy. Mm. I can't. I get Rory and Roy. That booze done last. No, your tongue, even man. even when I'm sober, Roy and Rory. They're hard to say. Roy Wood Jr. Roy Wood Jr. The new host. Uh, yeah, Louis Katz, uh, Dan Soder, Shane Moss. He's so uh, so funny. Byron, Doug Smith, Dave Landau, Tom Rhodes, Martha Kelly from uh, Baskets. Uh, yeah, a lot of, lot of good stories on this season. So uh, check out that on Comedy Central. Uh, I don't even know what day it comes there on. There you but go, to, free Comedy Central yeah. promo. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. So that's our, uh, that's our contribution to the double arts. double stack over at Wendy's and <sighs> watch Comedy Central. That's all you need. We just fucking threw out. Ten grand worth of advertising for free. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, we'll get that back. We'll get that back. It's residual. Anyway, holler at your boys. Why do you have to end with the fart sound? Dude? Farts are funny, dude. You don't like the fart? The Boogie Monster. Boogie Monster.